Hello and welcome to the BBC West Africa. I am Lawrence Mbwani. Greetings to you and a very special guest today, straight from United States, is Snoop Lion. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Not much, I'm very happy to have you here in Africa to discuss Africa's problems. Oh shit, how am I in Africa? <laughs> yes, I was you just are. smoking in Colorado and woke up in motherfucking Africa. Well, you better watch out, we have real lines here, Mr. Snoop. I put a 187 on the motherfucking line, fool. Yes, live from Africa. Abdijan in the Ivory Coast. It is the Cones and Doe, your regular host, Cones and Doe. Welcome to the Cones and Doe show. Welcome to the Cones oh, and Doe show. fresh. Yeah, that was fresh. Would you mind setting up my microphone for a second? I just got yeah, to set up the microphone. Yeah, but, uh, yeah after those, those guest hosts. But... Uh, how are you, my friend? Good, the, man. The real dough. Got the quick turnaround, the weekly show back on. And that's always good. I, I decided to pull my finger out a little bit and just sort of uh, get my ass to manly. You obviously have been doing a bunch of chin-ups. You look, yeah. You're looking swole. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought about that because you, you got me pretty good last week telling me to do yeah. some chin-ups when I had some... You're looking pretty swole. Yeah, when I had some gay-ass complaint about getting annoyed at my computer. <laughs> You got me pretty good, and um, I was listening to it again today and felt guilty about not doing any exercise. Oh, no. So, no. Yeah. So how come you're looking so... You're looking so... It's the green shirt. It's sort of a frog tech, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah, it's a supplement one. It's called frog tech. <laughs> it helps you get really strong, sort of like legs for jumping. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice what's been happening on the hill? Uh, not too much. I've been um, pretty fresh today. I wasn't exactly sure we were going to have the um, the podcast, so I <laughs> mistakenly was hanging out with another one of my friends and ended up having... It wasn't a mistake to hang out with him. No, no, <laughs> that wasn't the mistake. I had about a uh, 260 milligram edible, like um, sort of a bunch of coconut oil that's sort of infused with, with cannabis. And, oh, oh, okay, fuck. And... Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good podcast, but uh, yeah, po- apologies if I'm t- way too fucking high. But wait, wait, you use weed? Me too. Yeah, yeah. You've never told me this. Oh shit. Oh. Oh. Sometimes just very, <laughs> rarely, very rarely, but uh, um, well, you know, some people say weed's bad, but you know what? It can be quite bad. Alcohol. And excuse me, one second. It was a long fright, uh, flight to West Africa from Sydney. Uh, Need a coffee to stay awake. But uh, I was walking, I think, last Wednesday through the city, through Surrey Hills, and it was a sort of unseasonably co- sort of blustery and cold spring night, very damp, but still a nightlife around, you know, 6 o'clock on a Wednesday just near Central. Um, and I was walking up, I believe it was Commonwealth Avenue, and there was a pub there, and there were a bunch of people drinking out the front, as you know, as there often are in the inner city. And they looked like they hadn't just knocked off work, like they'd been there for a while, right? And it had been raining, like I said, and it was pretty blustery, so there was quite a lot of rain falling in on the streets. And while I was just randomly looking over, walking past, it's not like we were hanging around, I just walked past him. Um, saw a guy just sort of lean down from his group, so he turned away from his group who was standing at the table. And, you know, youngish guy, maybe 21, but not necessarily a bum-looking guy, leant over and started, like hand spooning water from the gutter into his mouth (laughs) 
straight up, right? But like normal looking guy, or was it like homeless? No, 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 a normal looking guy. And it was with like I was like I turned to my girlfriend. I was like, "What the fuck? Am I the only one seeing this?" Because he kept doing it, and I just was sort of shocked. Were people filming on their phone? No, no. I just saw the start of it. I saw the very beginning of it, kind of thing, right? And he did it. I just watched for a few seconds. He was doing it, and all I saw, his mates turned around, and they were just sort of like you know young normal. It's like some jackass. Yeah, Australian, Australian guys, and like one of his friends or members of the drinking party. As I sort of like kept walking, but he slowly watching, like just turned to him. I was like, oh, you thirsty, brother. <laughs> and then, yeah, I just sort of got back up and kept walking. But he didn't look I'd like I'd say it. they were just so fucked on drugs. Dude, it was 6 o'clock on a Wednesday. They didn't look like it. Like, it didn't look like they'd just knocked off work. So they might have been there for the afternoon, but there's no excuse for 6 o'clock on a Wednesday. He was just like a normal, like, whatever, like maybe a tradie who had an afternoon off or whatever sort of thing. Just drinking from the gutter. Maybe he'd been using meth for his trade and then just gone a bit overboard yeah, in the day. Because he had a beer. He had a beer with him in his hand. That's all <laughs> He didn't even need it. He had a yeah, beer. He, he was had a beer gutter and water. he was having gutter water. And it wasn't a dare because none of his mates were looking until a few seconds in. Maybe he was just having this like personal introverted dare of his own. <laughs> I can do this. He's been watching all those fucking Shia LaBeouf motivational videos and shit, and he's just like, I can drink fucking gutter water. <laughs> What's the deal with these Shia LaBeouf things? I haven't even fucking I mean, seen it. He's just like, just do it. Nothing is impossible. Is he doing it ironically, though? or is it No, like, like dead set, but I guess you never know with him. It's sort of like... Um, What's it, Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. And you're like, oh, like, is it real? I don't know. But <laughs> seem- he seems pretty legit real. The message is good, but he just projects it in such a crazy way, it's just laughable the whole time. Yeah, I'm just not sure he's garnered enough respect to be able to do those sort of ideas. Like, <laughs> when Patrick Stewart does funny shit and stuff, or like yeah. out-of-the-box shit, you're like, okay, fair enough. But I don't know. Sheila Booth. I don't know. A lot of people like him. A lot of people like him. I'm trying to think of one that I like him in, but damn, like Transformers was pretty meh, really. And then... Yeah. Like the movie, the first one I liked, but his character and his acting, you know, it's like you can phone that shit in pretty good. Who would you, if you had. Crystal like- Skull was a suck ass piece of trash. True. True. Yeah. That one holes that he's in as a, like a child actor, I think that was supposedly an alright movie. Yeah, but I've, heard I've, good. I've never seen, seen it. it. So. Who would you rather let marry your sister, you reckon, Sheila Booth or Bradley Cooper? <laughs> oh, that's a good. That's a good question. Um. You'll be seeing them around a bit. Uh, They'll come. They're here for work. They're filming Great Gatsby too, and they meet. They meet her. I guess Bradley, just on face value or whatever. But like face value is in like his face. Yeah, both meeting. face and okay. and judging a book and cover. Judging by book. cover. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Because he could be a scumbag and just get heaps of checks, but. I don't, I don't yeah. see like Shia could just flip out too you know? yeah <laughs> flip out like one of those ice ads on TV like headbutting the paramedic in the hospital and shit yeah like, like Ben know. Affleck on that after school special for steroids <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen it what? I don't think I've seen it what happened to it I've only seen clips from it in that um, steroids documentary oh, really? it just shows Ben Affleck flipping out like lying on the ground punching the ground and shit like <laughs> I think cool. after he like assaults his mum or something like yeah that good little thing in Seth clips about where he was the intro to a made for TV movie and I think it's called like the first hit and it's like Diane Keaton as a stressed out mom who gets addicted to meth and the scene uh, from that was pretty epic thought. yeah that looked hardcore I saw that too but Seth clips is fun yeah it is fun yeah check that shit out Props if you haven't seen it it's got lots of old VHS like clips that this guy's taped and puts yeah. the little clips together they're pretty crazy um 
But yeah, that was pretty dirty, seeing that guy directly in the gutter. I don't know what really was going on there. Well, on that kind of shit, um, I was thinking about how all the previews for like video games and even I think maybe episode one I can't or episode two I'm not sure Star Wars when they came out they they used the summer summer overture I forget which composer it is but my point was that the um the song's originally out of Requiem for a Dream and whenever I hear it it's like in all these sort of like potentially like PG sort of movies and stuff for these epic like oh Lord of the Rings had it I think and all you ever think yeah. when you've actually seen that is the first that's the first time I heard that song was when I saw Requiem yeah, so yeah. it's always ass to ass yeah, uh, man I'm just like oh. uh, and you're watching like a Star Wars ad and it's got the ass to ass music yeah. and shit and you're like what the fuck is going on a fucking, is it's it like j- a more epic version of it as is well, it like. Jake Gyllenhaal or Jared Leto in it uh, Jared Leto yeah. Yeah. Him, him with his arm like, oh, 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 like I'm falling off or whatever at the end. And is it a Wayne's brother or something? Is it really? I'm not sure, but it might be. And he's um. It might have been Dave Chappelle sneaking in like in Con Air when you watch it. You're like, fuck, that was Dave Chappelle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking speaking of misremembering movies and shit, Mm -hmm. um, a couple of episodes ago on our podcast, I think I was talking about the original Terminator, and I was doing it from memory. I hadn't actually watched it for quite a number of years. I think you owe someone an apology, though. Yeah, I think I owe Linda Hamilton an apology because I saw it again the other night for the first time in like ten years, and yeah, I went um, I went rogue. I was calling her pizza tits and all this shit, and there was uh, I don't there was actually no, nothing I, wrong. <laughs> I, you know what? It wasn't. You didn't call her pizza tits. You know? Pizza tits Hamilton or no, something. No, I think you called her triangle tits. Hamilton. Oh, triangle. Yeah, triangle Terminator titties. It's fun to say that kind of alliterative shit. <laughs> but but <laughs> the point being, I spoke, spoke to one of my other friends as well who um who had watched Terminator when we were younger kids or younger yeah. or. And he, when I mentioned it, he was like, yeah, yeah, and remembered the same shit that I remembered. So we both had this jaded, fucked up memory of Terminator. Unless it's like some special edition shit and James Cameron's gone back and like edited out her, um, her pizza tits. And, I'm sure. And I'm just getting totally wrangled and it's some Inception mindfuck shit that's well, happening to her. Like the French novelist Michel Quebec once said, we remember our own lives a little better than a book we once read. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I'll just stick with the apology for now, and then if, if anything comes out about this conspiracy about um about the uh, nude scenes in Terminator, someone's uh, got to post it into our email. It's so. like George Lucas having the original Prince of Star Wars. Like James Cameron's got the original Triangle Pizza. Pizza, sort of of they've edited it out since then. He was like, "That's something I always wanted to change." <laughs> he was married. To I guess he ended up changing her. Oh fuck! Uh, Michael Bean is fucking sweet in that too. Really? I don't know. I thought he was a bit. <laughs> I mean, what's his name? Who was it? Was yeah. Sheila Booth in the new one? Wasn't it? No, who was it? Oh, see how forgettable these movies. Genesis. Yeah, no, yeah, the brand new one. The brand new one. Yeah, it's Arnie, and who plays the fucking? It's just some John random. Connor. It's like yeah. this random guy. I've no. seen him before, but but who plays Bean or whatever in it too? Kurt Bean's character. Oh, true. He's forgettable. Yeah, that's Sam. Forgettable. Who was it? <laughs> see, <laughs> could have been Bradley Cooper. Could have been Sheila Booth. Was it Ryan Gosling? I don't know. Amelia Clark was unbelievable, and the fucking male leads un- is forgettable. So. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the most memorable movie. The storyline was kind of cool. I liked how they tried... Like, I think you mentioned that when you sort of semi-reviewed it too, as they tried to dabble in the original themes and all that kind of shit. Yeah, it, was cool. it was really cool, but it was like just mixed with nonsensical, just... 
Buffy, De- Buffy Degrassi dialogue. Junior High kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy Degrassi dialogue. Can you never say the word meat to me again? <laughs> it's pretty funny stuff. I guess you'd, even you'd take Linda Hamilton's uh, perfectly normal yeah, sorry, body. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> oh, okay, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry, I was I was all over the shop with that. Uh, thank, with, thank you. With my historical review there, I should do more historical reviews and get a bunch of shit wrong. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I love how it's a historical review talking about the Terminator. You, you realize you realize that shit that shit didn't actually happen in Los Angeles in nineteen ninety four. I'm the governor now, like it is what, the Terminator. Have we passed nineteen ninety seven? Fuck yeah. Shit. Lagwagon have a new album out, you should check it out. In fact I got like four. They've got to listen to some new music. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh man, have you even heard of broadband internet? Um <laughs> What, what, do you have anything else to say on the apology? Or, or, you know? oh, I think that I think that was pretty heartfelt. It was it was sincere. It was sincere. Yeah, it was sincere. Yeah, I don't, I'm I'm looking forward to watching Terminator Two as well, and that's another one of her. Uh, that's probably her biggest movie, isn't it? So, Terminator Two, probably. What else? And I'm gonna get even more fucking blazed than I am today when I do, so yeah. that I fucking think that I am like John Connor or something retarded like that, and just, just like oh, Martian, oh, you want to be on Mars, and then yeah. I'm melting at the end like the T1000 and shit. My girlfriend showed me a pretty funny little meme the other day where it was a picture of Matt Damon in Saving Private Ryan, right? And a picture of him in The Martian and in, in, and in Interstellar. And, like, the big caption on it is, how much fucking money has America spent trying to rescue Matt Damon? <laughs> and it's sort of a fair point. Fuck. I, I liked that in Interstellar. His character was really cool. That was cool. Pray you never feel how good it is to see another face yeah that's good I like how coward, cowardly and earnest he was so. but yeah I enjoyed that movie I just watched it the other day it was pretty cool I thought I I think the way I described it was if you took like the, the stunning yet soulless husk of a movie that is 2001 The Space Odyssey <laughs> and then no and then gave it the human heart of Titanic <laughs> So he's merged Kubrick and fucking James Cameron. So I just love that you're calling 2001 Soul as his fucking hardcore. <laughs> it sort of is, though. So he took that and put this... I guess he tries to take the humanity out of um, wonder and shit. No, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, amazing it's movie. brilliant. Yeah. yeah, amazing movie and stuff. But but he uh, he binds it to it as well with that cracked shit at the end with the fetus floating in space and stuff, though. No, He's no. trying to say that we are the universe. And I like my emotional world. resonance to be a little more obvious. <laughs> Nolan, Nolan just mainstreamed it a little bit for me. Like I yeah. said, he talked. Oh, yeah, dude. Like Interstellar t- was tight. It was yeah. fucking tight. Like in Titanic, where you're like, oh, I hope the old lady gets a fucking groove back or whatever it is. And McConaughey, like as, um, as like you know, throwaways his acting can be at times. I, I'm really like yeah. some of his work. <laughs> That's a good term for a throwaway, huh? Yeah, like Wolf of Wall Street was fucking classic. Yeah, he was pretty good in that. You jerk off. I have to watch that, but yeah, I reckon he's one of Hollywood's premier leading men. But then again, I don't really know too much about film. And what's the other one that's always classic? What is it? The um, hey, uh, you got a joint? Could be a lot cooler if you did. The <laughs> sweat. Have you heard of the bus paradox? The bus paradox. Yeah. No. It just got discovered on the way here, right? It got discovered by me, and I was driving behind, stuck behind all these shitty buses, right? 
and I got like annoyed at the buses being there, right? And they're more annoying than cars because they're bulkier, they're more dangerous, especially on like military road in peak hour traffic. You can't right? see through. You can't see through. Them. Yeah. And there's like three in front of me, right? And like traffic's heaps bad, so they're more annoying than if cars were there, right? But if those buses weren't there, there would be like an exponential number of cars on the road, actually making it slower for you in general. So it's hard to conceive. That's the bus paradox. <laughs> I just discovered it on the way here. So. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't know that. If you find out the answer, ride a motorbike, I guess. Like low rider buses. <laughs> what? Are they? What? So they're just a bit lower down to the. Yeah, they're sort of just car height, so you can see over them from when you're just chilling behind them. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. So you just lower them heaps, right? So the and everyone's leaning back real far in their seat. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bus, but the passengers on it are sitting at the same height as the humans in a car yeah but like, even like even more leant back as the passengers sure, and just leant back and like like they're in a fucking and maybe at the very front the bus driver is allowed to sit up straight because he's driving and shit maybe in the so he- it's like this like sort of chunk at the front yeah. and then this lower bit all the yeah, way yeah totally like one of these fucked up airport vehicles they have sort of <laughs> and everyone that gets in has to lay back like a retard <laughs> oh man you put screens on the roof and shit though it would be, be pretty tight yeah That'd be cool. It'd be hard for tall people to get in, but on the other hand, it'd be heaps easy to make it wheelchair accessible. Well, it doesn't really matter now, because um, in Australia, the state that we live in anyway is fucked with the bus system in the cities to the point where you've got to like go to this fucking newsagent to buy a bus ticket now. Like, I can't go down to the bus mm. and pay money to get a fucking bus. Yeah, just get an Opal card. <laughs> <laughs> to, be fair, to be honest, I don't have heaps of sympathy with you. Come on, you're not a, you're not a nine, like you're ninety years old. Complain, complaining about walking like fifty meters. <laughs> I can't just walk straight to the bus stop. Yeah, I guess that was a bit trolly. Yeah, that was pretty good. That actually annoyed me a lot. It was good. I was going to get he's fucking indignant. It's a streamlined, like, fucking payment system and shit. Like, you, you dinosaurs, like, you have no place in a 21st century system. Um, but, yeah, point taken. Either way, buses can fuck your shit up in a number of ways. Like, they keep driving past my spot in the morning. I can't get on. It's meant to be a metro bus. So they're like, oh, it functions like this metro train. But then it just never stops for, like, half an hour in a row because it's too full by the time it gets to me. So that's the only solution I can think of for you, but... The bus paradox is pretty fucked up. Yeah. It's sort of like the Fermi paradox, but more relevant. What's that guy, Brian Green, who does those, like, Nova fucking quantum physics oh, yeah. things? Yeah, I should get him onto it. PBS and shit. Yeah, PBS, yeah. <laughs> yeah those things would be cool, so I guess that will remain a mystery, though. Next time you see a bus, just consider the fact that you could be dead off the side of the road already from the accident that hasn't been caused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's gonna fuck my head. Tune bit. back into PBS Nova. Brought to you by the Ford Foundation. How <laughs> <laughs> even that public television needs like ads? Like yeah, yeah. Um, Science needs funding. Nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> we need money for war and bombs. <laughs> um, I suppose one thing I can talk about is also on the way here. Unless you got something there. No, no, okay, good job. Smash it. Okay, obviously everybody. Smash it, I. Smash it. Um, well, speaking of smashing it. Um, Everybody's like a precious snowflake individual, as we know, right? But man, careful what you say. Yeah. All right, okay, okay. Sorry, this is a safe space. I know. Um, so everyone's like an individual, but there's sort of archetypes of people, you know, whatever. Like, you know, the crotchety old man, or sort of the the kind of like you know surfer young dude, or whatever. And 
that sort of disposition, that demeanor. So you sort of have a kind of idea of what that person acts like in their head, sort of. And the worst kind of archetypes of that that character, I think, in society possibly is the sort of educated, retired, and sort of shamed but bitter old white boy toucher. <laughs> I know that sounds specific. Um, it's, yeah, it's quite, yeah. Say it one more time. I can't say the exact old, same retired. thing. Old retired. Old retired, basically, pedophiles, like old school Anglo-Saxon guys who are like being boys. Educated. Yeah, yeah, educated and stuff like that. Because I heard one the way here being sort of cross-examined. Sort of like the Jimmy Savills and Rolf Harris's of yeah, the world. Yeah, <laughs> but that more, even a bit more like, there's a video, if you go online and type a video called Most Scary Kitty Fiddler, it'll bring you to someone called uh. Jeff, Jeffrey Leonard. And it's that kind. It's someone who's like new educated. I get, I get what type you mean now. Yeah, if you do look up that... um scary yeah. kitty fiddler video on youtube it's pretty psychopathic yeah, it's pretty psycho but guys the interviewer is almost just as funny as the guy getting interviewed there that's right <laughs> jeffrey jeffrey but um that sort of guy okay so because i heard this guy being examined by lawyers so i was like for some reason i hear heaps more on the radio just like live coverage of trials these days and it's pretty it's pretty fun hearing the live stuff and it was in south australia and this ex-boys guy and he was this ex-boy toucher and he was up there on the stand and sort of like accusing this he's been convicted before and he's convicting this other guy he's this other guy is accusing him of touching him and the pedophile guy up there is claiming that the guy is just doing it for compensation right but instead of like you expect some old boy touch like oh like oh no 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 I didn't do it I didn't do it yeah he's speaking heaps educatedly like oh you're like this might this the accuser is just trying to fly kites here like da 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 and he's got like this weird like bitter old sort of humiliated but fighting voice it's really hard to explain I sort of made a hash of it but it's so unpleasant it's like he's was he like definitely guilty yeah, yeah he's already he's been, been convicted, convicted a bunch of times and shit, yeah. but he's like still dresses up in a suit he's not like your candy van old pedophile he's sort of like ha ha <laughs> like I know barrister this kind of thing like I know cutesy yeah that's a whole nother level of denial it's pretty hardcore yeah so it's pretty unpleasant you wouldn't want to share a tent with him I suppose is the moral of the story <laughs> I think his name was it wasn't Jeffrey it was Godfrey or something like that Jesus yeah it's a bit psycho hey Zeus if you had to fight a world leader to sort of take over that that spot mm-hmm. to the death, who would you fight? I guess it can be from any sort of time, or it can be now and shit. Yeah. Who would you fight? Like, what would be the death match parameters? Like, how would you fight them and shit? Would it be like muskets at dawn, or like you know, like ten paces with pistols and shit? And yeah. And uh, or jousting, <laughs> or you can stand under the top of cars and do some new cyber jousting or some shit you can just make it whatever you want okay and then what would your first political move be to distract the masses or how would you sort of placate the masses once you've got in after doing this cool um, old school deathmatch entry into the political system well look the easy answer is to go for FDR because he was in a wheelchair <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy I don't think um, so oh, this is quite it's a challenge you'd want to challenge yourself and go for the higher stakes so even though there are a lot of others I think would be easier I'd like to go for someone a bit scary and go say Stalin in 1945 at the end of World War II um, I'd quite like to take over a sort of victorious Soviet Union um, but he was he's a tough he's he a seems tough like opponent. a pretty bulky man yeah yeah by that time he was but I've read some biographies and he's just so wily I just he's so unpredictable I don't know what we'd do even if we're in a ring like he usually got other people to do the killing for him. That's what I mean. How are you going to take him down? You can do it with you can do the ten pace pistol shit, but I guess you have to be uh, good on that shit. Because he did shit like when he had other meetings of his lieutenants and doing toasts, right? 
Like, yeah, yeah, like Russia, they do heaps of toast, right? He'd just have water in his glass, but vodka in all his other kind of, like, political rivals and stuff. So he'd just pretend he was drinking toast, and they'd get heaps drunk. <laughs> and he'd just be stone-cold sober watching them. That's the kind of sneakiness we're talking about. Um, so in Red Square, I guess, with a surrounding sort of, like, from Street Fighter 2, like that animated sort of... Yeah, Red Square. Yeah, with fight. Boris Yeltsin doing Cossack dancing yeah, in the background. Yeah, yeah. that sort of. Even though he's had to be time travelled there and shit. Yeah, that sort of that sort of vibe. I think yeah. um, a Street Fighter sort of eight bit thing. And I don't know. I suppose I would just fucking Chun Li kick the fuck out of his face, you know? Take over the Soviet Union, and um, as the first thing to make the population happy, um, I'd say I'd probably have to just surrender to the Nazis, even when it seems like you've won. Because the Nazis will take over and fulfill their destiny and make your people happy. Whew. Sorry, you put me on the spot, but that's what, <laughs> that's what I think I'd do. Well, you just... Um, is it the... Yeah, it's the motherland. So I just you, yeah. you just married the motherland to the fatherland. I'm married to the mob, you might say. <laughs> yeah, I did. Married the motherland to the fatherland and produce a sort of new world order. Um, I but, guess um, I guess those fucked up dudes back then would call that destiny. Yeah, well, it's my destiny. Right? <laughs> but actually, to be honest, that's the lucky Cones doesn't have a time machine. That was just put on the spot because my first choice was Gillard, and I didn't want to cop the flack in the media. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Stalin. Yeah, and you could have just gone off the top rope with Gillard and just dropped the elbow and shit. I don't think I'd even need to do that. I think she'd be scared <laughs> to come into the ring, to be honest. <laughs> But I don't know, I shouldn't underestimate it, but anyway, that's why I chose Stalin. But She might have the power of the warrior. <laughs> power of the warrior. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that. I hope, did that clear up? I know you've been wanting to know that for it's, a while. So. It's a pretty, um, pretty good answer. So Stalin would get Street Fighter deathmatched. You would use Chun Li, and you'd probably beat him using Zanjeev. And... Um, once the game's over, I guess Stalin just has to uh, blow his own brains out, and then... Yeah. No, no, I punch and kick him to death. With Chun-Li's avatar? Yeah, 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 with that. Oh, shit, this is getting pretty cy- cyberistic. It's cool. Yeah, because he always killed people, but didn't really do it himself. He was okay, happy so I think him. I've got this straight now. Yeah. Our movie, it's uh, a time travel movie. <laughs> oh, shit. And uh, Cones' Cones's protagonist travels back to World War Two, Russia. 1945? Taking with him computer game technology and avatar technology from James Cameron's future movie (laughs) (laughs) and then um, he's going to fight Stalin using a Chun-Li avatar and Stalin's probably going to use Zanjeev we're just guessing yeah he looks sort of uh, wait Zanjeev yeah yeah, okay yeah yeah yeah. and Joseph Zanjeev yeah once once you get in and you've defeated evil Zanjeev Stalin yep what was your move going to be then? To surrender to the Nazis, even though we just... Oh, yeah. Them, yeah. So then you can... Yeah, that is pretty a pretty good outcome for you. I know it's quite an offensive move and everything, but for the protagonist, you sort of just get to live out, you know... Look, the Nazis... Back in front lines. And know, this is... Like, no, when I say the end of World War Two, it's because Hitler's dead. And so Germany, they're lost, they're leaderless, and they're like, oh, at the mercy, then all of a sudden, the person that's just invaded and conquered them fucking just surrenders and gives them back oh, so you so get 30 me, years of just running no, East Germany no I'm, <laughs> I'm the union that brought it back and because the fucking Germany takes over the rest oh we've changed yeah we changed the past don't you realise yeah, I'm, I'm the fucking god who's been born from the marriage of the motherland and the fatherland and then I go into future because I brought them yeah, together you're basically like Kim Jong-il's dad or whatever 
Yeah, but on a way bigger scale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not physically, not as in obesity. Okay, Paramount, you, you've been listening, hopefully. Otherwise, um, I think Fox is already sending us a few seven-figure contracts, but we're looking for nine, so... Fuck, I don't even know what I call the movie. Empire of the Sun 2 or something, maybe. <laughs> anyway, you've stolen my movie now, but thanks for Empire, Empire of the Third Sun. Empire Record 3, yeah. <laughs> Ninja, Ninja. So I guess that was my um, retardo question for you. I'll try and uh, make it a bit better next week. That was good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought that was good. It took like about five seconds to write, so I'll try and do something a bit more... Uh, bit more creative next time i like that i like that that was good um do you know black holes were discovered before australia was by europeans apparently they were sort of first (laughs) posited in 1784 that's pretty cool just doing it working out from the math and then now matthew mcconaughey is actually going through them we've already sent a couple of mats into space i think I might have a bit of joystick space practice. I drove a Lincoln way before I got paid to drive one. What does that even mean? (laughs) Hey, if you lived in, say, somewhere where gay marriage is legal and someone kidnapped your family and said, okay, you have to marry either Sean Connery or Forrest Whitaker, who would it be? Sean Connery or Forrest Whitaker? Like, you're that boy twice, I think. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, because, um... And don't take this the wrong way, it's more because I'm not into the homosexuality aspect of it than trying to be racist, but it'd be harder to see him in the dark, <laughs> and he'd feel a lot better to the touch. He wouldn't be this hairy, fucking scaly old man. He'd be this nice, soft, big thing, and you couldn't really see what's going on. I'd have the lights out for sure. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but, you know... We try and be honest here on the kinds of Yeah, we are trying to be honest. And to be fair, I think it's honest that you'd probably... Sean would rough you up a little bit behind closed doors as well, too. Yeah, and I'd be like, sorry, not tonight, man. You'd be like, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. You're the dog now, man. (laughs) (laughs) Get on all fours and write me a story. sucked not stirred that sort of thing yeah I guess after his his character in that movie it's kind of nice of me to pick the black guy like reparations or whatever in a way yeah. um, speaking of the black guy CSI Cyber's fucked up it's not really speaking of the black guy I guess okay but <laughs> little bow wow okay what is it CSI Cyber CSI Cyber CSI Cyber right and it's one of these shows like NCIS or something that you just see a million ads for but you've sort of never watched in your life like Bones or whatever or something like right? <laughs> um, And, yeah, CSI Cyber. It's got Lil Bow Wow and James Vanderbeek and Patricia Arquette, and that is, like, cyber crime squad for the FBI. And I've never seen so much bullshit in one episode in, one my, in my life. Like, <clears throat> oh, it's so crazy. It's like Law & Order. Imagine, you know, how they're, like, we pick these straight-from-the-headline sort of stories? <laughs> they do that and then present them to sort of scared old cyber illiterate kind of, like mums and dads watching at home in suburbia and the dumbest scare stories and the most bullshit like electro hacking like 
in one bit they're trying to track them down and it's like yeah we know he's gone there because we got this security camera and it's here and then we saw his car 15 minutes later at the Newton service station stuff and then someone else will chime in and be like plus we know that he knows that he's hunted evolution survival instinct kicks in they always head uphill so I reckon it'll be hit there and then they just point at like another location that's uphill as if that's the same sort of hard evidence that they had from the other stuff like he's definitely going uphill because we're, we're hunting him it's it, almost like scare tactics by the government to put those shows on TV to make you think they can do all this crazy shit that they totally can't do <laughs> <laughs> that's true but, and hmm. I was thinking um, Bow Wow in that sense having having that as his sort of arc of his career yeah he just comes off as like a second rate iced tea yeah that's that's the career path he's following yeah. it's like shit dog <laughs> it's like shit dog well he already wears his mad fucking like I don't know weird like yuppie old timey suits and shit and has yeah. like his heaps of neat hair yeah I don't get it where my dog's at but James Vanderbeek's almost as bad fuck yeah 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 all of them running around so much of like FBI but like such a gay FBI kind of stuff <laughs> not the good FBI stuff like Silence of the Lamb <sighs> James Vanderbeek Bow Wow and Patricia Arquette I, yeah mm. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty hard to watch is she the boss as well that, yeah she's oh, like the, fuck that she's was like fucking the main so bad yeah She's amazing. She's bad enough in... Was she in Medium or whatever it was? I can't yeah. yeah. Medium. Cold Case? That was medium, a, yeah, whatever. Cold Case. Same, yeah, thing, same right? fucking thing. One yeah. of these shows you've never yeah, watched. Same whatever, fucking right? thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Her, her acting was intense enough in that show yeah. for me. I don't need to see her bossing two other yeah. guys around that so, no, don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's her and then basically Vanderbeek as a deputy in a field in like another city. <laughs> and it annoys me as well because they're meant to be, oh, we're always flying around the country. Like, we've got a hack in Richmond, Virginia. But it's all just obviously shot around L.A which annoys me uh, I guess I'm just being a bit um, rough because uh, of that Rizzoli and I'll show it just left a bad taste in my mouth for every other um, show with the, with the chick cop in it <laughs> which show which, which have, show have you ever seen Rizzoli and Isles no I don't think no? so uh-uh. no, what's the premise of it I think it's just this sort of like uh, it's it's quite this empowered female cop show where it's sort of these two detective girls I've heard and of that, I think, yeah. yeah they just sort of go around solving crime. solving all the shit and still having time to have these cool character driven relationship stories and you know be really emotional. Well, that stuff. sounds it's pretty cool. fresh, right? Yeah, it is a really good show. Yeah, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. It sounds quite good. It shows the human drama behind the headlines and stuff. Rizzoli and Isles. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of like, um, what's that fucking show? Gilmore Girls meets Law and Order or what? This summer. Rizzoli and Isles. Yeah. There's some dudes punching shit. With the devil and it has come due. Set in Boston because it's some fucking like Irish little jig music. Okay, this is our crime scene. <laughs> this looks pretty good. <laughs> Who is that? Okay, I guess that's enough. Yeah, 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 you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm fucking saying? <laughs> Sounds alright. Like, hang on a sec, I'm gonna shoot you in the face. Oh, I dropped my purse. Oh, it's just fucking, it's. Oh. It makes you want to headbutt the table. 
Do you think that a show done like that about sort of women cops, but done like if it was he if it was done realistically, it'd be quite cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I agree as well. Too. And there could be a couple of these girls out there, but just the way that it comes off, I don't know. <laughs> there's a good one I saw. A, I'm pretty mean sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> a, well, if you want that, there was a BBC thing I saw called like Happy Valley about a female chick cop in Yorkshire. And it's pretty good, and it's pretty wild and pretty hardcore. Yeah. And they sort of act more like real people and stuff than these gay American ones. It's called Happy yeah. Valley. The ad for that cool. Sicario looked kind of cool. Yeah, I've with seen em- that. Emily Blunt. I went and saw that. Like she looked, you know, it looked pretty legitimate in the ads. Yeah. Yeah, you saw it. I saw it, and it was kind of cool. But it led me onto this fucking documentary about Mexico called Cartel Land. Yeah. Which is like these guys, the filmmaker. It's a documentary, and he films like some. Oh, I'm an Arizona border patriot and stuff like with his little militia group like patrolling the Arizona border and stuff and you're like okay that's kind of cool but like you know this guy's you know they're a bit more hardcore than they think and then like the other half of the documentary or more than half really is this Mexican town where they're sort of getting overrun by fucking like narco gangs and shit like oh the cartels so this guy um, who happens to be the local oh, I don't sort of want to spoil it you should go watch it but he's a leader of some sorts and starts autofamilias which is like their own sort of they just arm the men in town and they're like fuck you cartels we're going to chase you out <laughs> government like fuck off you soldiers are corrupt and have like confrontations with them and make the government give them back their guns and stuff and the whole story is just sort of the rise and fall of this movement <laughs> like it's so cool but then it sort of gets corrupted as there's a way in Mexico and it's like this crazy arcing sort of tragic story um, it's very good cartel land fucking up do a few heads roll or? There's, a pretty, there's some graphic <laughs> shit and there's some crazy meth being cooked as well too you should watch it it'll fuck you up very good documentary <laughs> the meth cooks and shit sweet the original Mexico meth cooks everyone thinks it's like an American white trash thing but <coughs> the Mexicans fucking came up with that shit I think <coughs> bless you excuse me thank you Well, I got a I got a weight vest recently as well I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the last episode no I don't think you did no I don't remember I got one um and I've got about 20 kilos to put in it at the moment mm-hmm. and I think I'll go get another 10 for it so that I can up it once I'm used to it but just some bit been wearing it around doing a bit of shit and yeah. I've done a few push-ups with it which is pretty fucked up and hardcore because it is only down to 20 kilos down it? to my waist yeah. yeah so then when you're doing the push-ups it really is like heaps on Fuck. on your chest when you're doing it so I was like oh that's pretty fucked up but I can I can do that like a a few times and then I was doing the stairs walking up and down but I've just been trying to leave it on to like do this little extra (laughs) carbs burning and just like oh I'm just getting used to having 20 kilos on to see what it does to my body and trying to eat a bit more and shit right you should go down to Manly and have a surf with it and then I was like oh I'm getting fully good at punching as well because you just sit there like with this 20 kilo weight vest on and then you stack like a a decent fatty and then when you hit it up you're just like <clears throat> and you really have to commit and like mm, your punching technique has to be really damn nice otherwise you could yeah. like, mm, this 20 kilo pressure could fuck up your punching yeah. style it's like being on the set of Predator or something yeah. yeah so now yeah. now when you punch without the weight vest on it's just like Pshh. so it's all that high altitude training that the swimmers do how they yeah. go to Colorado and train and stuff <laughs> this is sort of the equivalent of that just just trying to do everything you would normally do just wearing this 20 kilo weight vest and I was like well it's not like I'm not gonna not gonna smoke a bit of do you have a name for this technique yeah a bit of cannabis with the weight vest <laughs> do you have a name for this technique I'm not sure it sounds like like we were saying last week it seems like this um, golden era bodybuilding shit that they already found out and another thing 
was the Bruce Lee thing. I think we talked about that before as well. How I heard somewhere that after really hard training, he would at night he would eat hash, like just straight hash, and it's sort of the same thing. It's just you're eating the the um, cannabis oil and the THC and shit you get mad high and it's a big anti-inflammatory and it sort of works from the inside out so I think it's pretty pretty good (laughs) that's pretty much proved it but but you gotta get your uh, exercise to smoking cannabis ratio right otherwise you can just end up really skinny (laughs) how about if you call it punch core weight tech that's kind of cool huh punch core weight tech that's pretty cool yeah yeah uh, yeah, I'm just doing a bit of punch call. Uh, what? A bit of punch call weight attack. <laughs> I like it, yeah. Fuck, I still haven't done those chin-ups, man. Fuck. <laughs> ah, it's going to feel so good. I know, I need to watch my own videos. I'll just do some chin-ups. Well, I don't know it does bar. work a little bit, but I think the main thing's going to be the first time you actually do some shit like that, you'll be like, oh, it's quite good. But for like... Depending how hard you go, I always go way too hard the first time when I haven't trained for like over... A number of months and then for a week I'm like fuck this and I, like you can't even physically do it for a week because you just fucked but after having ZMA and all that shit after training the first couple of times it sort of gets like it feels quite good after you've worked out sort of thing rather than it being like oh I'm sore and this fucking sucks it more feels like oh I got out all this fucking energy yeah. and I feel kind of clear headed and yeah. you know it feels like you're sort of getting juiced up but I'm not sure if that's because I'm uh eating like these fucking random supplements and stuff like that as well it's not like i'm taking anything that's like illegal in parenthesis but i eat this branch chain amino acid shit which basically is peptides but it's not like i'm injecting these peptides that these afl dudes got busted for and these nrl dudes got busted for it's this other form of it where you can eat it and you digest branch chain amino acids and they get absorbed quicker by your stomach and go towards building new pro you know building muscle and shit quicker yeah so there's little things that you can do like that that sort of add towards like this shit and makes it not feel like you're getting as thrashed and you can recover a bit quicker but cool is that is that why you've got one of those yellow yellow syringe disposal bins attached to your wall (laughs) that's another story that's another story (laughs) that's for a couple of my girlfriends <laughs> oh man, that could mean anything. <laughs> no. I think one of them's due home pretty soon. Fuck, it's like we're in a basement in the sky, I think. But don't worry, we don't have to stop the podcast. It'll just be like, bitch, give me my money. Oh, I thought you meant your daughters. <laughs> you, shouldn't let your, you shouldn't let your daughters hear that sort of language, I don't think. My daughters. Yeah. <laughs> I've never actually met them. <laughs> Um, well, I suppose, what do you think of this? It's a little convoluted, but when I was coming back from a, a little holiday getaway and we went through Dural and I was discussing with my girlfriend, she's, we're like, oh, you could buy big properties out here. And she's like, oh, if you're on $40 million, she's like, yeah, like sort of trolling me, but like, it'll be, she's like, oh, the best way would be to just invest like heaps of that money in like the military industrial complex. <laughs> it actually of, would be. Heaps of returns, we get it back. And I'm sort of like, oh, can't we just invest in steel and this sort of if stuff? There was, if there was a way and she, she knew how you could put the money in for... But it, that's true. But it got me thinking. It's like, is there any truth to that old? I forget who said it, but behind every great fortune, there's a great crime. And I was thinking as I was driving through Dural, these large properties, like, oh, who got this? And then I happened to see in the week that, well, two local residents 
One was Ray Hadley, who's like a conservative shock jock type guy on 2GB here in Sydney in the morning. Um, you know, that whatever, sort of abusive to people. He couldn't sell his house for $7.5 million right up there. And he really wanted to, but then the real estate agent was like, we tried to and we couldn't. And Ray Hadley was like calling him like an idiot and a dickhead and stuff like this. Which <laughs> oh, I, on the radio. I don't think on the radio, but just it's <laughs> like in comment to like other people and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's funny. Him just blaming everyone. Um, but him living out in Dural and then his neighbor and the other most expensive house in Dural belongs to this chick. I'm not sure of her name. She was basically this random little tiny Australian publisher until she found this uh, e-book called Fifty Shades of Grey and bought the rights to it like five years ago or whatever this tiny little publisher she bought the rights to it she was the original one before when it was just an e-book and when not that many people knew of she was like and it was just that twilight fan fiction kind of shit yeah but this chick who lives there next to Ray Hadley she was just the publisher she didn't do anything and she just found it and like oh probably paid a little bit for like this fucking random e-book and then it's just worth so much money and now she lives in Jural next to Ray Hadley so my question is did they get there through kind of <clears throat> have they <clears throat> have they achieved their money and wealth through positivity at all or do they sort of have to commit a crime to get that amount of uh, wealth yeah it's a grey area it's all a bit of a grey area <laughs> isn't it really it's like Alfred Nobel fucking creating Nobel Peace Prize shit to encourage people yeah. to be really good and then he's the dude that invented TNT I know it's fucked up but yeah man and you know like you can We've had that discussion too. You can do fucking brilliant shit and still be a cunt. <laughs> so, True. I invented this shit that people are going to blow the fuck out of each other for mm. like hundreds of years. So, I think I'm going to start a little committee that tells people that they're doing good, peaceful shit for the world. You know, like mm. TNT's way bigger than that other peace shit. <laughs> but, arguably, would you. But his legacy is peace. You would, know? would you say, but. TNT we associate with war but there's all sorts of like infrastructure projects yeah, there's that like have been positive things life. out of it as well so yeah. even with those things combined ooh does it level it out ooh yeah it's still grey is this like karma or something I don't know it still seems like a grey area I guess but I just like those sort of facts where it's like <laughs> that guy that guy was trying to do all this good shit because he felt guilty about blowing up all this fuckers totally <laughs> probably dreamed all these like bleeding faces just why why Alfred (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a disturbing thought I should make a I should make a peace committee that's true I wonder what and George W. Bush doing those paintings those pennants for the (laughs) arrival like painting these little dogs and stuff oh yeah that makes up (coughs) for a lot Hmm. that makes up for a lot there's another couple of thousand right there (laughs) (laughs) if I if I paint weapons of mass destruction down in Iraq, does that count? <laughs> Do we find any dick? <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, there was um, oh. some development shit my brother sent on that HoloLens. Sure. I think... I'm not sure if we've actually talked about it on the live on this uh, on the uploaded on the show. live podcast yeah. on the pre-show I think we did a little on HoloLens um, when it was first at that is it E3 or whatever the fucking Microsoft demo thing yeah, was that, yeah um, so it's like this little robot computer thing that fucking yeah but now they're demoing more of a game type deal yeah so it's pretty cool <clears throat> so, so the first time we watched it it was it was when the person brought out like a, a real robot 
then you have the goggles on, you look at the robot, start up your program, and above the physical robot, there's an overlay through your goggles of an animated fucking droid or whatever talking to you, and it hovers above the real robot that's going around physically. So that kind of shit was cool, and they were showing you how these games might work, and um, it seems like now at this Windows 10 devices event in October this year... Sounds so sinister. They were demoing this kind of game that seems like it should be able to be set up in your living room. Once again, it's probably just like configured to this specific type of room to make it easy and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. If it's legit, it just means that, yeah, you would configure it to your room and then do this shit for real. But we can live even more in these little fantasy worlds and shit. Free to move There's a guy moving. This is going to fuck people up. Imagine when they apply Call of Duty to this. Yeah, playing Call of Duty in your room with just dudes like like Nazis running into your bedroom and shit. "Ah." It's it's going to be crazy. Oh, man. (laughs) Like shooting at people coming in. Because if you've got a few of them in each room, you could set it up like that sort of, right? Yeah, it'd be hectic. You could like have like a full-on skirmish in your house with fake enemies and shit coming at you, and like set it up with friends with hollow lenses on and shit. Totally. I don't know. It all seems pretty wild. It does seem like it's all headed to that fucked up AI land and shit. <laughs> but on the other hand, maybe if you made these school shooting simulators, then that would act as sort of a deterrent and stuff, sort of thing. It's like chemical castration for pedophiles, but for for gamers, right? So actual people don't shoot up their schools because you give them these really good sort of HoloLens things over. Is it pre-treatment or is it uh, once they get busted then they just stay in jail forever living out these disgusting fantasies on virtual reality? Well, it's sort of an invitation to trouble ultimately, I suppose. Um, I don't know. Maybe it would be good because you wouldn't need cages to prison people in, to imprison them, right? Oh, yeah, true. You're trapping them within prisons of their own minds making using technology, sort of like Scientology. Yeah, we're getting towards that Matrix stuff again then, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be kind of like the um, the bus we were talking about, how everyone's going to lie down in the lowrider bus. Yeah. So we just stack them in like that fifth element shit in the in the airplane, how you just lie on those rollers and oh, go yeah. to sleep, they knock you out. For a little school bus ride. So I guess, yeah, prison could just be um, some Matrix shit. That could be the... The, f- the first test of the battery cell. <laughs> I, I think the Matrix missed it because it was like this centralized operation. I think what's happening here is the machines are just going to... They're going to make us complicit in our own imprisonment, you know, by using them. It's not going to be like, ha, 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 we're blowing you up or doing you to jail or putting you in these big battery farms. They just let you go about your business by giving <laughs> you these crazy fucking like virtual reality. Well, in that sense, we already are because we are just mm. slaves to making the technology better. Yeah. We <laughs> we're slaves. Yeah, that all leads to that, ooh, we're just the uh, the stepping stone going towards that next life form that's half half man, half machine. But I guess if we're going that direction, it does sort of come to what's going to be the rudimentary beginning of it. And I think it would probably be robotic sex toys, myself. Totally. So, like, fleshlights that are robotic or dildos that sort of move around, like, with human movement endoskeleton with a living tissue yeah so good <laughs> good for technology <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say to that I don't know what to say to that um, do you know you can stick your dick in your iPad now too <laughs> fuck that's fucked up it's actually a lot of invention yeah I'll just show dough yeah, it looks pretty fucked. So you can watch anything you want. It's basically an attachment to the back of your iPad. You can put your flashlight in there and uh, 
That's pretty messed up. I guess it's for um for doing POV porn or some shit. Because if you're looking at pictures or whatever on there, it's kind of logically fucked up. But or if you're getting cooking tips, like you're looking at a. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like maybe maybe some people aren't getting down like that. We're we're thinking too logically with it ourselves. Totally. They're probably just watching roller coaster rides and fucking their flashlight. Well, I'm just picturing. Imagine if Jim, <laughs> imagine Jim from American Dad. His dad catches him a lot older, like but fucking an iPad of an apple pie. Like just picture. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to Google. Uh, and what's his name with the big eyebrows? Walks down like Jim. Sorry. American I mean, Pie Pie. <laughs> American Pie, the golden ratio. <laughs> I watched uh, an old video that I used to get from the the video store if anyone still remembers what that shit is yeah back in uh, the 80s sometime nice. and it was called Seven Lucky Ninja Kids I believe and I watched it again for the first time in like in like 25 years or some shit mm. the other week and it was still quite it was quite hilarious and um, pretty cool like, because they were doing, like, pretty difficult sort of kung fu flips and shit, and, like, it was still quite entertaining. And then the inappropriate sort of humour and shit in it was occasionally pretty cool as well. Cool. It was just, like, well, sexual humour that you could only get away with in the 80s and stuff. And it's like a kid's movie, you know? It was weird. Totally. But, no, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. I'd recommend it. Seven Lucky Ninja Kids. What's it about, though? Uh, Does the title explain it all? Yeah, it's retired, like, a diamond goes missing and it ends oh, up with these kids and they got to get it back to some specific woman and yeah man that sounds cool old schooling I saw some diamond smuggling shit as well when I watched Octopus here on the weekend <laughs> that old lady's one thing and like oh there's this like beautiful woman and a beautiful women like international diamond thieves and they're like haha smuggling diamonds around between like east and west Germany because it's done when the cold war was still on <laughs> but then a Russian general is using them to smuggle a nuke into West Germany so the Russians this rogue Russian general has made like a nuke that looks like an American nuke and is smuggling it with this team of circus like jewel smugglers across <laughs> to West Germany where they're putting on a show at the US Air Force Base so then the nuke will go off and everyone will think like oh fuck it was an accident it was an American nuke that went off and stuff like that demand that you know America pull all their weapons and shit out of Europe and then this Russian general's like, haha, then we're going to invade, right? <laughs> so that's his convoluted plan. But, uh, I think I've only ever seen that one once, yeah. It was a cool plot, but Roger Moore, I don't mind, even though he was being sort of like this minstrel-type character dressed up as a clown, <laughs> a clown at some point, and even though it's a bit sort of cheesy. Is he Australian? No, I don't Moore? think so. I don't think so. One but of them was, I forget. George Lazenby, I think. Yeah, Lazenby, yeah. yeah. Oh, comedy, 510 BC. I reckon some cunt, some funny cunt came up with it before that. <laughs> like that's what that book is good. Those reading from a, a thousand and one great ideas, which I brought around, it had little things and they're dated. Um, but I reckon comedy, it's got to be like some early apes and shit who realised that like chucking bananas at like certain members of the the troop would sort of result in laughter. You know? Yeah, so, I reckon my dog's kind of funny. I reckon he pisses yeah. on shit to spite people and stuff like that, and then looks at you with a smile on his face. So you think he's conscious of the comedy and stuff? Yeah. Like Muttley sort of thing, right? Yeah. Um, but do you think he's conscious of that in the same way that a human or perhaps an ape or bonobo would be? Uh, in a similar way. I think we've whittled, like as a family, we've whittled his consciousness down to this sort of like, I am Max Dog, yeah. I am Max Dog. It's almost this self, but not quite sharp, you know? 
and he's like, <laughs> I think he can do this funny shit. You know, it's like it's a bit more refined than I am, dog. You know, to that mess, dog. I do the funny. Uh, <laughs> I sort of, I've, I've wondered that, but it's hard to get out of that sort of mindset. You know, um, uh, I forget which philosopher. I think it was Wittgenstein who said that even if a lion could speak English, we wouldn't understand it. We wouldn't be able to talk to it <laughs> just because our frames of reference are so different. And you sort of think of like horses you're like when you pass them in a field you're like what are they thinking of and you think we'll be like horse horse like food run <laughs> but it could be something heaps wilder than that like they are just nature's practical jokers kind yeah. of thing. it'd be funny if consciousness is the same for all animals and then no no matter what species you are when you experience it from the point of view of the horse or the dog or whatever you think that you are the prime like the prime species on the planet and everything yeah. else is like just beneath you and all this shit everything just fits into your mentality totally. to like at your ego and everything so the dogs are just like shit that's true and like who are we to judge <laughs> who are we to judge when we sort of like pray to this guy who like hurts us and sends us challenges and stuff sort of thing like if they were horses and they were looking at humans that way they'd be like that's a bit weird why aren't they just sort of thinking like human human run munch snap or whatever like so it's kind of cool to think like if if after you die you become anything else it doesn't really matter because whatever you become is going to be the um in your own mind it's going to be the shit totally <laughs> well that's what it all comes down to i think four legs good two legs bad you know <laughs> george orwell got it right about that yeah true because you saw the article during the week didn't you that chinese people are um are training like that now and walking around in the streets on all fours to get better exercise I think I did see. Did you actually? Click yeah, it? it's pretty fucked what, up. What, so, what's the premise of it? Do you remember? It just it burns more calories or something, and they reckon it's like this older practice, and they're bringing it back and all this shit. Yeah, and it yeah. showed people just walking along like a footpath next to like a river, and there's a bunch of people just walking normally, and then there's like you know like a line of a few people that are going on one of these all fours walks, with like their ass sort of up in the air and just hands and feet on the ground, like, sure. uh, walking along like those creepy fucking things out of Return to Oz with wheels on their hands and shit. Yeah, totally. It's probably the same way a Somalian would look at jogging or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Run for fun, you son of a fuck! That could be the hook to a song, I reckon. <laughs> Run for fun, you son of a fuck. It's probably best. We'll workshop that later, I think, <laughs> with, uh, with some local... Um, maybe if it's an English song. I think we'll get a mixture of English and uh, Zulu, maybe. Put big reverb on it, it should be sweet. Yeah, get a few people in the studio, like, what's his name? Fucking Paul Simon in the Run 80s. Run for fun, you son of a fuck. Sounds like a Bon Jovi song, maybe. <laughs> Bit shifted down. We'll get the edge to do some fuckstick guitar. <laughs> if you had to be stuck in a sort of elevator with either Bono or Sting, who would you rather be in there with? Uh, I'd rather be in there with Sting because he'd last longer when I'm fucking him. <laughs> That's hard to argue with that. <laughs> He's into tantric, you know. Yeah. Bono would wear out, you know. He'd yeah. want he want me to start the elevator up again. Yeah. Because you know I'm hitting that emergency stop. Yeah. Oh, in the name of love, I guess he'd probably give it a go. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, every breath I take, Stingo. That's kind of unsettling. I just sort of meant to be stuck with conversationally. I didn't. <laughs> like, is that what you do in real life if they weren't a celebrity? <laughs> you were just a random stranger? You know? 
I presume like that's that's your first thought. Uh, <laughs> no, because I wouldn't know about the random stranger's sex life. That's true. That's yeah. true. So you'd be respectful, but they sort of, as a celebrity, they're putting themselves out there. That's sort of public property and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like if you got in there with Miley Cyrus and she didn't rub up against your dick, you'd feel pretty disappointed. You know? Like, <laughs> I'd pray. Bitch, I saw you on TV. Like. <laughs> uh, you don't act normal yeah that's a bit far <laughs> well <laughs> I don't know what to say to that <sighs> see I don't know if you, uh, I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't know I don't know what I don't know what kids these days are coming to when they allow her to be a role model or though for that matter yeah. to be a role model and that's sad because we are role models. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. shit. Well, on that note, I guess I have been a bit out of control today, so I'll right. try and keep it tame next week and not um not overdose on fucking cannabis oil, but it has been fun. Yeah, that's true. I think it's just the approaching solstice that happens to the best of us. <laughs> I, I blame it on your star sign. Yeah. Blame it on the moonlight. No, don't blame it on the moonlight. Blame <laughs> it on the boogie. Don't blame it on your star sign. <laughs> Don't blame it on the moonlight. Just blame it on the large fries. And blame it on the children. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Well, on that note with uh, me being way too fucking bad today, I guess we'll end it uh, on this song. I think I completed it around 09. It's called Style Changer. Change your style, dude. We're going to change this no. fucking style. Don't change it. Better fucking change it. No, don't start change it. Don't All change. Right. Don't change for anyone. I'll see you next week, brother. See you, though. See you, guys. Kicking in the SYD, you seen the people like the jam at the NYC. Rushing the door with the calm, no drama rapport. Sliding faces while you're getting turned around at the door. Stop making faces cause you shouldn't try. Bye bye, I'll see you later when the road breaks. Skater gonna bang in your shit, and then he split. He took a while to return, but when he came back, he was pulling checkies and kick turns. Rattle gun, before you conquered the hill, I was skating behind cars when these kids were drinking titty milk. Cops are tired, they don't got nothing between their ears for stars. They fucking boot their cars and wanna bust us and bust us in some nuts. The shell is just a hollow case and fucking all. Come last on my list of food to acknowledge. Existence is fast, the only good pigs are fictioning. And even they be getting done by the wolf. Self righteous. Secret driven, hypocritical, critical, back to skating Still got my board on the pavement When Jungle Jim enslaved it, I couldn't fucking take it One shot rang out, the final hit The city was consumed like it was breathing it in The things is dragged bound vagabonds are chilling on the outer sun Dying real slow, man, they're freezing Anemics, the end of the world as we knew it Everyone here just fucking blew it So see through it and do it And make a change before it's too late You gotta set the world straight And reiterate your faith I wanna live, I wanna live Positivity I wanna give But it's hard when it's what it is It's what it is We're doomed and when no one cares You clapping prayers Diffusing the 
fucking air We're right there in the desert of the city fair The sun burns and pollution stains my fucking hair My pipe stokes up the visors with the glare The next dude wanna double dare? Come on, I'll walk you down the wall with the smashed up glass So we can see the sunset whack from the chemical warfare Tolerance level ain't there I wanna live, so ride it out or you're fucking dead I got some mud on my boot and even that shit burns When you break the world, how long before we change turns Exploited everything and live like germs And now the earth body has rejected the terms They'll say they predicted it, they'll say it's a curse But it's just the living earth getting rid of some dirt Change your style, planetary absolution, click you close on the dial Choose your god, your mod, hot, die with a smile Enlight your brain function, save your soul for a while Clean up your shit, change your style, planetary absolution, click you close on the dial Choose your god, your mod, hot, die with a smile Enlight your brain function, save your soul for a while Die with a smile, and light your brain, but you say you're so for a while.